0: Welcome to Episode 5 of the Boulevard Brewcast. I'm your host, Adam Hall, Brand Manager of Culture and Strategy at Boulevard Brewing Company. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Bobby Dykstra, our Executive Vice President of Marketing and Sales, Greg Garrity, our Innovation Brewer, and Ali Bush, the Boulevard Brand Director. All four of us are certified Cicerones and have spent many hours together discussing the nuanced world of beer. The year is coming to a close, and many people right now might be thinking of their New Year's resolution. Enter Dry January. Dry January is a campaign delivered by Alcohol Change UK where people sign up to abstain from alcohol for the month of January. If part of your New Year's resolution is to participate in Dry January, or if you want to explore a sober, curious lifestyle, or if you're like me and you find yourself rotating in non-alcoholic beers into your nights out, this episode is for you. Three years ago, Boulevard released its first N.A. beer, Flying Star Non-Alcoholic IPA. Listen in as Bobby, Greg, Allie, and I talk about how and why we got into the NA game, in addition to two new Boulevard entries into the non alcoholic category. Today, we're talking about our non alcoholic beers. Uh, We're just beer right now, which is flying start. Um, And I have uh, a room full of people today, which is really exciting. So I have um, our Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing, Bobby Duxra, who you have heard before. Hello, Bobby. Hello. Thanks for having me back. We have Greg Garrity, who is our innovation brewer, who you've also heard before. Thanks for coming, Greg. Thanks for having me. But we have a new voice in the podcast studio today, and that's Ali Bush, who is our brand director in our marketing department. So, actually, Ali, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your job?
1: Yeah. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, I work on our marketing team, so I lead our brand managers. um, And I've been at Boulevard for now. I'm going on eleven years. So had a lot of different jobs and got to work on a lot of different beers and beverages and some things we never thought we'd be making 11 years ago and some things I'm sure Boulevardians 34 years ago never thought they'd be doing, including some of the things we're going to talk today. So just fortunate to get to work with our brewing team and our sales team on kind of raising awareness for all the cool products we, we make every day.
0: It's funny that you mentioned like things that we did 34 years ago and things that we're not. There. In our hallway, in our office, there's a news article from, I think it's the Lawrence Journal world. <laughs> and it's an interview with John McDonald. And the last paragraph does like, uh, John has said, or Boulevard has said, they're not going to put beer in cans, they're not going to do a light beer, and they're never going to do an NA an beer. And I was like, well, 30 years ago, you <laughs> could get away with that. But uh, as the, you know, the times change, we had to evolve with it and we had to innovate. And then, I think now we've done all of those things. So um goes back to when 2021
2: is when we launched Flying Star for the first time. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Exciting introduction into the non-alc category. And, you know, when we were looking at our portfolio and just the trends with, drinking age consumers we were noticing a gap really in what we offer and what people are looking for and i think the trend really emerged in europe and we watched that and it's a sizable share of of beer sales across all of europe specifically i, I think in like belgium it's quite high germany quite high and so that's been evolving over time and and in the us uh, we started to see a a blip on the radar that NA beers were going to be taking off here, and there were some NA exclusive breweries that were um, popping up, one being athletic, who we had a lot of respect for, and they made great NA beers. And uh, yeah, so we sought out to collaborate with them because really we wanted to learn about it. Um, We were interested in it. There was a lot of respect there uh, for what they were doing. And as people are evolving in their drinking habits, uh, we want to have a Boulevard beer there for them in every occasion, whether they are not drinking or if they're using, you know, or if they're having a, a flying start in between a couple of space camper IPAs. Uh, we just want to be there for whatever occasion, and we knew that we could make a great non alk and uh, flying start is certainly one of those.
0: You were so you were there in the beginning. Where did the um, why did we choose a, an IPA for flying start for our first NA uh, offering?
2: You know, we we looked at a. Def, uh, a bunch of different beer styles that we were interested in. You know, originally, I I think it was around the time we were, I guess we were in year three of Space Camper IPA and having so much success there. And there was just like a lot of enthusiasm for Boulevard building out uh, our IPA uh, series. So we really wanted to continue down that path. I think the brewers are most excited about doing an IPA. although. In hindsight, you know, I think we could have done a different style as well as Flying Star. But it was a good uh, introduction. The people at at the Brewers at Athletic were really excited about it. They had, I think, five or six different beers at that moment. Now their lineup has gotten uh, much wider than that. But they were also really excited about doing an IPA. They may have had one or two at that time. Uh, but really wanted to see how this would work out. So it was one of the cooler collaborations we, we've done. We actually made it at, at their place with yeah. them. So that was kind of special because most of the collaborations that we do, we brew it here on site and we'll have participants from the other brewery. But in this situation, we we were there and it was a great knowledge swap.
0: Yeah. And Flying Star has done really well for us over the past couple of years. I mean, we've we've seen the sales growth grow, but also uh it'd be highlighted a lot especially in like in the for awards we've submitted it to a handful of awards and we've walked away with some serious hardware.
1: Yeah, it's been awesome, you know, we our brewing team does such a good job making awesome IPAs um and you know sometimes I think well we get slept on a little bit on that. So Boulevard is so known for unfiltered wheat beer Tank 7, but definitely Space Camper, the Space Camper Universe Expanding has done a lot to showcase how talented our brewing team is with hoppy styles. I mean for me IPAs are the style that got me interested in craft so It's so exciting to have that be our first NA offering, and it's been really well received. So we've won three awards over the last two years, um, including uh, gold with the Beverage Testing Institute's World Beer Championship. So super awesome to see all that hard work be recognized by our our fans and our industry peers.
0: Yeah, it's always exciting when we release a new beer and submit it to a festival or a competition and it wins. And that first year in 2021, we submitted to the Brussels Beer Challenge. In 2022, we got awarded a silver medal. So that's pretty exciting. Greg, can you tell us the challenges about of a, like, so a lot of people ask like, in a beer, would you just brew beer? And then how do you get the alcohol out? Can you talk about the process of that?
3: Yeah, sure. So there's a couple of different ways people brew non-alcoholic beers. Um, but what we do specifically is called arrested fermentation. So the bones of the beer are just like brewed like an IPA. We hop it heavily on the hot side, like a lot more than Space Camper. Actually, we dry hop the hell out of the beer. Um, make it nice and super hoppy, but the main difference is fermentation. So we use a yeast strain that will not consume maltose or maltose trios. So it'll only consume simple sugars. Oh, interesting. So we've never let it go completely because we always stop the fermentation, right. but I don't think it would go past like, I don't know, maybe two or three percent. But yeah, essentially we we pitch yeast and then we just take readings like every hour or two. We get to point four percent ABV. We cap the tank, put some pressure on it, and then we cool it down which like just shocks the yeast and pretty much makes it stop working. We get a little more creep after that. So to go from like 0.4 to maybe 0.7, and then we just dilute down to right under 0.5.
0: 0.5. Can you talk about the, like the ingredients of the beer? Like we always talk about this beer brand very similar to Space Camper, but minus the alcohol. I mean, how closely to the recipe is this?
3: From a malt perspective, almost exactly the same. Um, A little bit of pale, a little bit of wheat just for head retention. I think there's a little bit of Munich for color as well, which Space Camper doesn't have. Hops-wise, kind of similar. Heavy focus on Eldorado, Amarillo. There's Citra Cryo and Galaxy. So Citra, Eldorado, and Galaxy are in Space Camper. So
0: pretty similar. So it's similar, yeah. Yeah.
3: But yeah. uh to kind of like accentuate the hop flavor in this one, we do like multiple dry hops. So we do a cast out dry hop, which is when we're transferring from, you know, pretty much boiling wort to a cold fermenter, we fill the fermenter with hops. So like that cold wort is getting like dry hop the second it gets into oh, a fermenter. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of hop character with like undiluted Flying Star. If you ever try it, it's really delicious. Really? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Mm. This Yum. beer,
0: I think Flying Star for me was like one of the first times and, and because of my exposure to it. I was never really an NA beer drinker because I just didn't find any that I really enjoyed enough to like want to purchase. And rot- but I find myself rotating this into like if I go out or if we have an event in the beer hall. And we have, and you know, the cans there. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll have a tank seven, but my next beer is going to be a flying start. And it's interesting to see that that seems to be the majority of the NA beer drinkers now are not necessarily people. I mean, obviously we're brewing these beers for people who are sober curious, who are getting ready to go into dry January, which is when people do start exploring other non alcoholic options. And then in the fall, you have sober October, but then there are plenty of people out there who are just, you know, rotating this in, or maybe they take a week off or. Maybe they're like, you know, on I'm, I'm Monday through Thursday, I'm, I'm going to have some NA beers and Friday and Saturday, it's all about bear each season, right? Um, and that's how I found it myself slowly starting to incorporate Flying Star more into my rotation. You guys kind of find this similar there?
1: Yeah, I think we've experienced a lot. It's been really fun to sample Flying Star out at events and whether it's marathons or, um, you know, an, a totally dry event, a yeah. place that we would never have sampled traditionally just talking to those fans and learning more about that drinker. And I think we've seen exactly what you've talked like about.
0: Like a dry vibes, right? Totally. Yeah. Which dry is... vibes.
1: We had a blast. Yeah. They put on really great um, NA sober events uh, throughout Kansas city, but it's been fun to learn. Yeah. And my family is the same way. You know, if you don't want to have a beer during the on the weeknight or you're in between rounds or for whatever reason, it's fun to have an offering that is really that kind of Boulevard craft quality for any occasion that makes
2: sense.
0: And Bobby, I'm going to put you on the spot because sure, I've seen, uh, we've had midday meetings sure. where we've grabbed a flight. <laughs> I've seen you grab a flight start out of the cooler.
2: Yeah, uh, no doubt. I, I really do enjoy it. And I think it's so good for the beer category, uh, for beer in general, because people, when they're not drinking alcohol, can still enjoy beer flavors, right. hops. I, I love in a lagers. I, I think there's so many great Beer flavors, you can deliver in NA, and that creates a new occasion for people. I'm also known to have an unfiltered wheat during a meeting every (laughs) now and again, but I love to have a flying start. I think it's a fantastic beer, and like I said, I think it's introducing beer flavors to some people that maybe haven't had those in the past uh, or reintroducing them to those.
0: Now, this week, actually this week or next week, we have a new NA beer. That's going to start shipping. That's going to start hitting shelves. And this is a beer we started having a conversation about about 18 months ago, I think, maybe a little bit around that time. Like, what what is Flying Start Shelf Companion going to be? We wanted to introduce a new uh, style, a new variety of NA. And then, um, Allie, we we had lots of meetings with our wholesaler partners about, like, their appetite for it, right? Yeah,
1: totally. So, I mean, a big part of what we do in marketing, in partnership with brewing, with sales, with production, is planning. Um, so kind of figuring out what next year's release calendar going to be is going to be is a huge undertaking. And it's like the best challenge um, and the biggest part of our jobs. And so that always starts with talking to Boulevardians here on site, talking to all of our colleagues out throughout the country um, and talking to our distributors and our retailers and then our fans and asking them questions about what they're looking for um, and what you know could spark the next innovation. So A big topic this year, um, when we looked ahead to 2024, was how can we grow that non-alcoholic segment. So we know that there's a lot of occasions to drink non-alcoholic offerings, and what really inspired us. Um, So we kind of landed uh, in a place where we wanted to offer our our biggest beer that we produce in that non-alcoholic variety. Um, So starting next week, so it'll be kind of the back end of December, start hitting retail shelves is non-alcoholic wheat beer with lemon. So went ahead and squeezed the lemon in there right for you uh skip this step and we're really excited to see what fans think of it
0: greg from your point of view when you were presented with this challenge i mean you had to be like a kind of a big or were you ready for this challenge is something that got you excited um and then can you tell us a little bit about the process maybe there are any differences between brewing on the the na wheat with lemon as opposed to flying start
3: yeah um i think getting assigned anything that's a legacy beer scares the shit out of me <laughs> um, because like there's just so much history and tradition with Boulevard beers you know and I think I talk about Tank 7 all the time And that's like the reason I wanted to come work here and I feel like I just owe all the predecessors like some kind of due diligence to make sure like we respect those brands you know so NA Wheat was a big one where I was like oh my god I really don't want to mess this up because there's so many people in the country, especially in Kansas City, that um, drink wheat beer, and I just want to make sure I give them something that they're going to enjoy. From a process standpoint, it's it's the same thing as Flying Start. Just we just use the same grist as wheat beer to keep it as you know true to brand as possible. Right. The only grist difference is we add a little bit more colored malt just to we know we're going to dilute on the back end and lose some of that color, so we add a little more color in the beginning, knowing we're going to lose oh, it. Yeah. So. We still need a little work on that. It's a li- this is a little lighter than wheat beer. You use we'll the same
0: there. yeast strain as fine started? That same end. yeast yeah. strain,
3: yeah. It's called LAO1. That's another thing we were really worried about is like what defines wheat beer, like its characteristics is like it has nothing to hide behind, you right. know, like oh, besides yeah. like the, the malt and the yeast and like the little bit of hop addition it gets. Um, so we were really worried about doing an NA beer with this strain because it is slightly phenolic. So it does have like a character of its own. That's something I presented where I was like, hey, if we do na wheat, it's got to have something else to kind of cover up, you know, some of the flaws that this yeast drink can have. But when we brewed it, I tasted it out of the tank before we added lemon. And I was like, man, it it does taste like wheat beer. Like it's it matches it pretty well. So I think the lemon is just kind of like that extra touch, you know, where, you know, you do get a wheat beer served with lemon on it. I was
0: going to say we didn't have to sit around the the table for very long with that. We're like, what goes really well with (laughs) wheat beer (laughs) while we're squeezing a lemon into our wheat? Yeah. Uh, Bobby, you've had a chance to to sample this beer to some of our wholesaler partners. Have you gotten uh, any feedback, any early insight?
2: They were very excited about us using unfiltered wheat for uh, our next uh, non alk offering because they've seen success with other breweries on their flagship brand. Um, One that I actually tried recently was Guinness, and I think they did a wonderful job with their non alk uh, so they pointed to that. Heineken obviously is a great uh, selling brand, all the athletic beers that they've seen. But really, they they felt strongly that unfiltered wheat was the right one. So they were very enthusiastic with their um, initial orders um, and should be hitting, hitting stores soon. So wheat lovers uh, can do dry January. They can mix it in uh, their rotation of unfiltered wheats. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really nice addition for us.
0: Yeah. I think even with the addition of like, so if you're listening and you're like, oh, you know how this is interesting, but I'm not really in a fan. Uh, I would say like, did you try like grapefruit wheat or strawberry wheat, any of our fruited variants of wheat beer? If those were appealing to you, I think that you should explore this uh, in a wheat with lemon. I mean, we, I mean, Ali can talk about the struggles we had with how do we brand this. And ultimately the can looks very similar. I mean, it's, I would say it's got that blue band there to kind of communicate that's NA, but well, otherwise the structure looks very similar to our fruited variants
1: yeah we've had a lot of fun with strawberry wheat with grapefruit wheat the fan responses for those have been awesome so i would say we very much followed that and when you see the lemon character infused in this wheat beer it kind of takes me to those fruited va- fruited variants of wheat beer um, and then the can design was a fun project but again right with you greg scared the shit out of us too we don't want to mess up <laughs> wheat beer um, so it was good that we had that kind of formula to follow. And yeah, we definitely went back and forth on, is it NA wheat with lemon? Is it lemon wheat NA? Yeah. I mean, certainly it being less than 0.5% ABV is the driving element. We want to make sure everyone knows that. But that lemon, to me, the lemon presence is right up there. So yeah. I kind of put it right up there with our fruited alcoholic wheat variants in terms of getting kind of that infusion of flavor.
0: Anecdotally, I can tell you when we first got those sample cans in the beer hall, I was having lunch and there was a table that sat next to me and it was a shower. It was a baby shower and they had held the baby shower at the brewery. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but My the, baby shower
1: is at this brewery, <laughs> yeah, by <but> the way. <laughs>
0: the, the mom-to-be, though, was sitting at the table and I heard her say, and they were like, oh yeah, they do have an indie beer. It's a flying start. And she goes, oh man, I don't really like IPAs. And so I was like, oh, hold on. So I ran upstairs and grabbed the sample can and came down and I was like, hey, I heard you say you're, you're looking for something NA, a, and she's like, well, I'm expecting. And I was like, can, can I pour you something an NA beer? Like just get early thoughts. And she tried it and she was like, Whoa, she's like, this is like a shandy. And I was like, without telling her what it was, you know, she was like, Oh, it's like a, like a lemon shandy. And I'm like, it's very similar to that. And so I was like, great. I'll just, you know, enjoy it. Wanted to have you, I wanted you to have something that you would like to drink. And then I went downstairs to get them some beer cards, uh, to apologize for crashing their baby shower, you know, doing some market research. And when I came back up the stairs, they were like, Oh, there he is." And they called me over and she had shared it with everyone at the table. And they're like, we love shandy. This is this great. This is good. So it justified the idea of like having another option out there rather than just an IPA. I mean, speaking of other options, though. So we've just been talking about beer or NA beer. We have an NA IPA here in about a week or two. We're going to have an NA wheat. There's another NA option that we've been exploring for a while. It has finally come full circle. Do you want to talk a little bit about the...
1: You let me do the grand reveal every yeah. time. This is a lot of pressure. Yeah. So again... Excited to talk about just looking at the world of non-alcoholic offerings and our planning processes and really looking at hop waters and sparkling waters and just this world of flavor and the different outlets you can find for it has really exploded over the last couple of years, um, which is exciting. And we are very proud of Pork Heart Seltzer. So it's a brand that we launched in 2020. And it's been, again, awesome just to see fans really connect with it. We're a bunch of beer drinkers and we have really fallen in love with the flavor of cork, the quality. It's something we're all really proud of. So we kind of just couldn't get out of our heads, you know, if we're drinking sparkling water throughout the day and Bobby's got his flying start at all of his meetings, uh, <laughs> we would also at the same time love to be drinking an NA version of cork hard seltzer. So that was a project that we all worked on. Again, we didn't really necessarily want to do an exact NA version of one of our existing flavors because. Quirk's kind of such fertile ground for innovation and flavor combo. So, we got excited about the idea of superfruit being really kind of the inspiration for Quirk NA, and Greg, I might kick it over to you to talk about the flavor combo.
3: Yeah, did we already say what the flavor was? No, no I didn't. Oh, okay, oh cool. you get it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the NA Quirk is papaya and acai. Yeah, I kind of just took the idea of the superfoods or superfruit, you know, just tried a bunch of different combos. For this, we just take papaya juice and acai juice, both really hard to get and really expensive, actually. And we use a bunch of them uh, or a lot of juice. This is actually 8% of this is juice. And I think the highest quirk is like 4%. Most of them are right around one or two. So it's, it's you know, two to four times more juice than quirks. And it it tastes like that, too. That's essentially what we were trying to make is, you know, spindrift or sparkling water or something that we're already drinking on a regular basis. So from a flavor perspective I think we nailed it I, I think oh, it's I really agree. enjoyable yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's outrageous now I will say some, one question that we got especially from like our wholesalers or when uh it was ABP season we're presenting these you know they're drinking it. they're like this looks great but it says like less than 0.5%. Talk a little bit about the less than 0.5% for an NA seltzer. Especially yeah. when we go out and we're pitching this like why would I pay uh, for an, a craft in a hard seltzer when there is you know like sodas on the shelf. I think the
3: main thing that defines quirk why it's so successful and why we do believe that we have the best hard seltzer on the market is the base which is obviously alcoholic that's like the defining factor to me of why it's so good so to pull that out of this is kind of like diminishing what quirk is and so we wanted to use a little bit of the quirk base just to kind of keep keep it still quirk it's a very small percentage obviously you know it's half a percent rather than four percent we also use a lot of juice, and we think a little bit of alcohol kind of helps helps with the sanitization of the juice as well. To sure. kind of like hit it with alcohol, just to make sure it's clean. We obviously pasteurize the product as well, but it kind of solves both of those problems, staying true to Quirk and sanitization.
0: Now, in the coming months, we will have an episode devoted entirely to Quirk, and I really hope that you tune in for that because Greg and I have had a lot of conversations about how fascinating it is that we, when you reference the Quirk base, it's really kind of cool the process. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Ali, where do you imagine seeing the superfruit seltzer, like in the in retailers, the stores? Where you, are we? Is, will it be on the shelf with seltzers, or will it stay in the NA category?
1: Mm, well, I mean, I definitely think we see this living in that same door uh, as hop waters and other similar things. You know, not necessarily with sparkling waters. Again, we are we're a craft brewery. You know, before anything else, and that's kind of the lane we like to live in. Um, but this is going to be. Kind of a limited, we're going to see, honestly, what fans out there think of it. It's not lost on us that we've gone around the block to get next door and making our hard seltzer now <laughs> an hard seltzer. But again, it's like we love that quirk flavor. This tastes awesome. So hats off to Greg and everybody else that worked on it. Super juicy. It does taste like quirk. So it's really exciting to, to get to drink it all day. Um, so, yeah, we hope to see that out in that same kind of area of the store that you'd find pop waters and other kind of N.A. beer brands. Do you yeah. agree Bobby?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Quirk Hard Seltzer is fantastic. This is every bit as fantastic. It is so good and I th- yeah, for the sparkling water drinker that appreciates the juice-based sparkling waters, this is going to blow them away. Yeah. And it's a craft beverage um which is different than what many of the leading brands are. It's going to be we're certainly trying, and I think like unfiltered wheat in a with lemon, it's going to be something that you could throw in your rotation of uh, in between your cherry blossom and lime or um, any of our uh, mixed packs, and it's going to have a very similar flavor profile, but on its own at lunch, you know, I had one with lunch today, and I thought it was just fantastic, and the calories, I believe 25 calories for a juice-based Non-alcoholic or even outrageous. just a yeah. Ju- yeah juice-based, you know, seltzer water. That's a really good number. Some of them get up up in the two hundreds uh, in in terms of calories that have this type of full flavor. So, really excited about this. Yeah. So we have Flying Start, which is available year-round. Right now, it's
0: at your favorite retailer. As we move through the holidays and we all overindulge on food and friendship and booze mm-hmm. and stuff over the Christmas, going into January, we're all going to be looking at ourselves and be like, okay, maybe I'm going to. Tone it down a little bit for the entire month, so you'll have Flying Star there, non-alcoholic wheat with lemon. Will be shipping next week, and then just in time for dry January. At least in the Kansas City area and some of the surrounding markets, we'll have the Superfruit seltzer available for you. So you have a lot of options. So when you're going into that NA or the NA door, and you're scanning, you'll see uh three Boulevard Diamonds kind of next to each other. And we hope that you take advantage of it. If you have any questions you, about these beers um, or in the NA Quirk, you can. Certainly email the podcast at podcast at boulevard.com and we will happily answer them in the future. But any final thoughts on the NA category before we sign off?
2: No, just thanks for making great ones, Greg, you and
0: your Thank team.
3: You. Thank you for letting me. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I, I hope we get to make more, you know. I was just telling Ali, I hope we get to make more uh, NA quirks.
0: Oh, yes, yes, wow. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm into that.
1: We're ready to start talking about 2025.
0: Cool. Uh, Well, that wraps up the Boulevard Brewcast for the year. We will be coming back to you after the first of the year with some fun new stuff for 24. But um, please enjoy your holidays and uh, cheers. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks again to Greg, Bobby, and Allie for chatting with me today about our non alcoholic offerings. If you'd like to learn more about Flying Start, non alcoholic wheat with lemon, or the new Quirk Superfruit Seltzer, please visit our website at boulevard.com or to find those beers near you, check out our beer finder. We love hearing from Boulevard fans. If you have questions or comments you'd like for us to address on the podcast, please email us at podcast at To stay up to date with Boulevard Brewing Company, please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And thanks again for listening and subscribing to the Boulevard Brewcast.